Welcome to Stay Paid Real Estate Marketing. Unlock the secrets of success in the real estate world where each episode delivers valuable tips and strategies to elevate your marketing game and help you succeed in both life and business. Brought to you by Reminder Media. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our take action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash marketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash marketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acri. And today we are going to be going over some lessons in sales. Some valuable lessons that have made us millions and millions of dollars. We've no probably joking. lost millions We've along lost the way more in, than millions. in learning these lessons. I have heard a valuable saying, if so, you want to make a million, you got to be willing to lose 100,000. If you want to make 10 million, you got to be willing to lose a million. Meaning you're going to make million dollar mistakes when you're trying to make 10 million. You're going to make $100,000 mistakes when I'm you're trying to make a million. I'm not joking when I say millions. In lost opportunity, because if you look at the amount of leads that we're generating as an organization every year, a 1% increase, you know, a 1 percentage point increase in our win percentage is literally millions. Can be millions of dollars. Yeah, get out of here. So so stupid. Let's not dwell on that. Uh, Let's use that as to fuel our prey drive. But motivation. What are the three sales lessons that you've learned? The first one you have down here is is EQ. Is EQ. It's funny. I told Josh and Ethan before we came on the show, I said, you know, I've run out of content. I'm just going to tell people what I'm thinking about right now and and what I'm teaching our team. (laughs) And And Luke's been listening to sales. And I've been listening to the sales team. We're hiring um, literally 12 people every other week. Um, so every two weeks, 12 people for our magazine sales. We're hiring at least eight minimum for our postcard sales a month. And then usually every other month, a couple for our digital sales. It's like 30 salespeople a month right now we're bringing on board. So we're trying to grow. We're growing fast. We have a lot going on. And, you know, when it comes to sales, what really irritates me is people are very scripted and they think sales is robotic and they think sales is like some magic, magic in the words that you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, it kills me. And so I started listening to some sales calls and I started listening to both senior and new people, but mainly new people. And I started coaching them and I, I brought the team leads and I said, guys, I said, the problem you're having right now is you're teaching them technically what they should be saying on the phone to somebody. Mm -hmm. Technically, you might be giving the great listing presentation. You might be saying what you need to say to sell the insurance policy, but you are totally missing the EQ side of where the prospect actually is. Mm -hmm. And I said, one of the number one questions you should ask yourself to get good at sales, and if you record your calls, listen back to your calls after you get a little bit in, pause it and ask yourself this question, which is, what is the prospect feeling right now? Mm Based upon where they're at in the pitch, what is the prospect feeling? Not where you're at, not with what you're trying to get to, because you know that. You know you're going down your step process, whatever it is for you. We have our certain one here. But what's the prospect feeling? Because once you understand what the prospect is feeling, now you understand how you can reach them. 
But what happens to most people is they never put themselves in the actual prospect's shoes to understand yeah, how to change yeah. their um, presentation, their value proposition to actually meet the person where they're at. If I call Josh and he's about to head into a meeting, what do I know? I know Josh doesn't have a lot of time. I know Josh doesn't really want to talk to me. I know Josh would want me to be to the point, succinct, and get, with confidence. Get it out, right? Get it right? out. <laughs> I know that because I have EQ, but if I call Josh and he said into a meeting, I just do my step process and I just talk to him and I give him my script, even though I'm giving the same information I'm about to, like I was going to give with the EQ, it falls flat because the way I deliver it is totally off now. Yeah. Right. And that's the piece that that's the nuanced piece of sales that so many people miss is they go, man, I'm doing the same presentation. It's like, yeah, you might be doing the same presentation, but it's all in your connection to the prospect. Yeah, It's all in your ability to read where is this person. And ultimately, if you're really, really good, you take the EQ and then you go to what is sales. Ultimately, if you boil it down to brass tacks, here's what sales is. Sales is trying to discover what is the desired result of this person that you're talking to? What is the desired outcome that they want to achieve? If you're selling them insurance, what is the desired outcome they want? If you're you're selling them real estate, what is the desired outcome they want? And then understanding if this is the desired outcome, well, I'm a professional and I probably know already from my years of experience, research and, and education, these are probably the pain points that you're facing, but then doing some time to discover what the pain points are. Because now when you understand the desired result and you understand the pain points somebody is going through, you can understand how to actually share the value prop. Yeah, Here's how our value your- prop eliminates these pain points and achieves your desired results. And you can deliver, if you're if you're emotionally intelligent and you have EQ, you can deliver it based upon where that person is. You ever heard of like matching and mirroring, right? Yeah. We talk about this all the time. It's matching and mirroring is about EQ. It's about understanding when I'm talking to Josh, do I understand what Josh is feeling right now and how my words and tone and what I'm doing coming across is making him feel? Right now, Josh is looking at me like, geez, dude, you're ranting like crazy. But no, my point is, once you understand that, then you can <laughs> match or mirror based upon that. But people miss the third point of matching and mirroring in sales. You match and mirror to build trust and create vulnerability and to help people lower their guard. Yeah. But then there's this third component called pacing. Where, wow, look at you. You just yeah, paced. Exactly. Called pacing where you bring people to your level. So matching and mirroring is not just about slowing down your tone and matching the the slow person who talks in Texas and the fast person who talks in the Northeast. Matching and mirroring is about reaching and building a rapport with this person to understand, oh, this is more of an analytical person, so I need to speak more that way. And you you connect with them, and then you bring them up to your level of excitement. You bring them up to your level of passion. You pace them to where you want them to be because people want to buy from people that are excited about what they do, that are knowledgeable in what they do, that they can trust, and so all often people are information givers and not actual salespeople. If I want an information giver, you might as well go work for Comcast, right? I want someone who actually can uh, sell people, which is moving the emotion of somebody to show them how I can eliminate this pain and give them the achieved desired result. Yeah, we just interviewed someone that talked about this idea, similar of of cold reading, where I thought it was kind of a cool cool way that he put it, but basically like you're using information that you have on this person to make some assumptions about them. So like the example that he gave for us, 
Um, if you're not listening to our insurance feed, you can get that over at our insurance feed. That was where that interview will be. But he's like, look, at, he looked at the sign behind us. And we're like, hey, you probably got that sign because you saw someone else had, you saw another podcast that, have, that had that sign, you know? And so yeah. that made you think you wanted that sign. He's like, I know that because I have this, I have a sign like that. And I saw someone's podcast. Yeah. And it's like that same sort of idea of connect, trust. connecting with them on that trust level. Second piece is, all right, you've gone through that process. You're, you're actually applying to EQ. You're matching and mirroring. You're pacing. You're getting them excited. You've, you've, maybe, maybe you've done everything perfectly in, in terms of setting up the value proposition. Now, what about the next one, which so, is this assuming? So the reason why the I went to assume the close on like the second most valuable lesson, it's like if I can teach people the essence of the sale and, and how to – how to ultimately connect with the prospect based upon EQ. Then the second thing I have to teach them is to not be an information dumper where they just dump information on somebody, but they actually assume the close, meaning like a, an example would be like for our magazines, right? I can tell people, hey, this is our magazine, American Lifestyle Magazine or Good to Be Home Magazine, and I can give you the info. But before I do that, I want to assume that Josh is going to love this. Because that's the clothes I want, right? So you, I could go into my how, which is, hey, Josh, how we do it is through our um, program, American Lifestyle Magazine. Have you ever heard about American Lifestyle Magazine? No. Uh, no, hey, what it is is 48-page coffee table publication. Boom, I gave you a script. Okay, but now let me do it with assuming the clothes. Hey, Josh, you ever heard about our magazine? This is how we do it, American Lifestyle Magazine. You ever heard about that? No. Oh, dude, you are going to love this. This is going to blow your mind. We're getting so many referrals with this. So it's a 48-page coffee table publication. <laughs> totally different, right? It's really subtle that people don't understand like sales. That's what it is. It's the art form of influencing them to realize, hey, I can get you the desired outcome you want. Yeah. And then I'm explaining to you how what I have will solve the pain points you face to get that desired outcome. It's but so I need subtle to because you're going from, let me give you all this information. Do you like it? To like, yeah. oh, you're going to love this. Yeah. You're, you're going to love this. This, this is going to blow your mind how many referrals it will get you. <laughs> right? So I'm assuming... This is what's going to happen. Can to every assuming, personality do that? I think so. You think? Okay. Yeah. I, I told my uh, new salespeople, I said, when, when you try to do this stuff at first, it's possible you'll come across as a used car salesman because you're not <laughs> natural at it. But if you constantly do it, you become, what makes you good at something? You do it over and over and over yeah, again. Repetition. Yeah. Repetition, right? It's, it's so much of what you have, right? Maybe is personality based, but you can stretch yourself and do things even that don't fit your personality. Yeah. Um, and so I always tell people, you want to assume the close. So there's a close happening at every moment. Yeah. Right. So at the close of um, making them feel positive about what you're doing, the close about how, hey, you're going to love this, the close for the credit card. You know, there's a close that's always happening. That's why it says ABC always be closing. Somebody gets sold on the call. Either you get sold or they are sold. Somebody is sold every time. Yep. The question is, is it you? Yep, absolutely. Number three, you can't control the result, but you can control the activity. So once you are in sales long enough, you start understanding how powerful this is. The number one thing that kills sales reps is they think that they think too much before they do the work because they think if they think about it and do enough research and they and they plan out exactly what they're going to say that that's going to make the massive difference where the massive difference is actually in just the activity and so, so often people don't make the calls, they lose the deals because they're so focused on closing the deal versus, hey, I'm just going to put in the reps and the deals will come. Mm -hmm. And if you can switch your mentality, like if all my reps woke up today and goes, I'm coming out there to do the reps. Yep. 
And, and I'm not like, of course I want my goal to be two sales or three sales or whatever, but all I can control is the reps yeah. and I'm going to put in the reps and I'm going to do the work and I'm going to control my mindset in the reps and I'm going to focus on the things that I can control. It makes all the difference, but so many people are scared to make their cold calls. You're not making your cold calls. You're not calling your clients because you're thinking about the outcome. Mm hmm. Stop thinking about the outcome and think about the activity. Call your client to check in on them. If you give a, get a referral, great. If you don't get a referral, you did the rep that you were supposed to do. They also they did the study, and it's sort of related, not, maybe not 100%, but it's the idea of you get better through the repetition or you can control your reps or maybe even giving you encouragement to do the reps. They did a, a study where they had two groups of kids. One, one group of kids, they told them, oh, you're so talented, you're so smart, you're so good. So they tested them both and they were both equal. Then they did this with one group, just kind of praising their their outcome right, and their intelligence. The other group, they just praised uh, their hard work. So they really gave them a lot of um, a lot of encouragement from working hard, right? And trying to, it was puzzles is what they were trying to solve. Sorry. But, but trying to work on the puzzles, the, then they gave them a brand new set of cha challenges, easy, medium, and hard. The ones who were praised for being so talented and smart gave up in the medium puzzle. They barely, they made it past the easy. They gave up on the medium. The other ones kept at it and kept working and they made it they made it the furthest in, in terms of solving these yeah, puzzles dude. simply because all that they had in their mind was oh, we're doing a good job because we just keep going. Yes. And so it's like that idea of the outcome thinking, oh, I, I've earned this because I'm so smart versus no, I just got to keep going. The way you know you struggle with this is if you're making your calls or not making your calls. Yeah. You struggle with not making the calls because you're so concerned about the outcome where you should just be concerned about the activity. And if you concern yourself with the activity, the outcome will come. And it's like the law, I don't know what you call the law of averages or whatever. Like if you just, like every blind squirrel finds a nut, even when you're bad, you'll end up getting a referral if you make your calls to your clients, but you'll get better over time. But the reason why I put this down is like one of the lessons that made me millions is because once I switched my mindset from that, I stopped caring nearly as much of if I was going to lose this deal or not. Yeah. Nearly as much as if I'm at a conference and I'm hitting this person, hitting this person, hitting this person. I don't know if they're going to buy or not, but I'm willing to call across the aisle and get them to come down the aisle to me. I'm willing to do all that stuff because my job is the activity. Yeah, My job is the activity and to show up and take the swing. And if I do my job over and over again, I naturally just by the law of averages get better at it and I end up beating people because of that love it yeah so love it thank you so much for listening you can head on over to statepaidpodcast.com get the show notes for this episode if you like this episode i want to show your support go to apple podcast drop us a five-star review along with a comment we'll read it here on the show and the best way to support the show is to simply share this with somebody that you know did you guys uh see the news did you see the news a cheese factory exploded in france a cheese factory mm -hmm. yeah. yeah debris was everywhere <laughs> Debris. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, buddy. If you'd like to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. Uh, for this episode, I just want I have something to say. Yes. For anybody who listens to this this episode who might work for us. I don't know how. Yeah. I've been doing dad jokes since before John Keogh even joined this organization. So this tells me that our people are not listening to our podcast because he's gotten all the credit for having the dad jokes. Yeah, and you're like the dad joke king. I got to tell you, yeah, I yeah. felt that. I felt Anyway. Crazy, man. Crazy. I'm Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke A. Creek. Guys, the action item I will give you is ask yourself this question in your sales pitch. You know, ask yourself the question, 
what is the prospect feeling right now? Train your EQ. It's something you can train. You don't even have to do this on sales calls. You can do this when you're in conversations with people. Stop and get your focus off of you. Get your focus onto the prospect. Get your focus onto the person you're talking about or talking to. What are they feeling right now? How are you making them feel by your body language, by your words that you're using, by the tone that you're using? Once you can understand how to read people and how you make them feel based upon actions that you take, it is so much more powerful to be able to connect with them where they're at. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 